0: say, I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread.
1: I think we're getting into a weird area here.
2: You <laughs> tell these fools I'm not crazy! Not crazy!
1: hysteria.
2: You can't handle the truth! brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie! But you won't find it here.
1: They're coming for you! Look! There comes one of them now! welcome in Hysteria
0: Nation to the podcast that doesn't always talk about sisters. When we do, they sure as hell better be known for rapping. This
1: is Hysteria 51. Hell yeah, Kyle hit us with a funky groove. I'm about to freestyle.
2: On it, boss. No,
0: no, 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 not... <laughs> Not that kind of rapping, you idiots. I mean, like, like, um, like rapping, rap, tap, tapping on stuff,
1: you know. Then say tapping you, Jode.
0: Oh God, I hate my life. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago. I'm your host and head spiritualist this week. My name is Brent Hand. You heard from the body, it's conspiracy bot, and Kyle already. I'm sorry about that. Fuck okay. you. <laughs> Joining me this week to help tackle hosting duties, making his triumphant return to the Lower Fourth from the snow-drenched land called Colorado. Finally, way overdue, has his own bumper on the show. One Mister, a David, a Flora.
2: What the hell? I would not mess with that thing. Don't put your lips on it!
1: It's just David Flora of Blurry Photos fame.
2: Huh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is going on, David? Welcome back to the show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Man, this is... This has got to be what Christopher Walken and Tom Hanks and everybody on Saturday Night Live felt like. <laughs> like a five-timers club. When they finally got their five-timers. You yeah, got your I, smoking jacket I sent, right? Nice to have my own bumper. Gosh. <laughs> driving around with uh, you know nothing but rusted uh, uh, meat hooks hanging off the back of my
0: <laughs> P.S., but when I said I sent you a smoking jacket, that's just a jacket that I smoke in. like Like, not an actual smoking jacket, a nice one. It's just an old... Old jacket of mine. So I hope you like it. It's a member's only knockoff.
2: That doesn't make it not comfy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That all checks out.
0: <laughs> we are talking the Fox sisters this week. Here's to the Fox News throne.
2: You know, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to take over from Laura Ingraham and <laughs> Judge. Gene Pirro or whatever. judge Jeanine Pierrot
0: yes. uh I uh, just to let everyone know a lot of the information this week comes from the writings on spiritualism by one very famous cat that we've talked to or talked not talked to well maybe if we're in our in our right. Ouija board episode a uh, Mr Sir Arthur Conan Doyle that sounds familiar right you probably heard of that cat you ever heard of one a wow. uh, Sherlock Holmes
2: sure thing. yeah this guy this guy fought um, uh, in the Sim- Cimmerian wastes or something, right? Like he <laughs> he had that gigantic two handed sword. That's exactly that's exactly who we're talking about. Yeah,
0: he, he uh, every time there's anything in the 1800s, early 1900s that had to do with ghosts, medium, spiritualism, his name comes up because that was his bag, baby.
2: I mean, he was all over that. If he wasn't writing and being knighted, he was like, I believe in ghosts, yo. Yeah, he he was so into it that he pissed off a lot of people, including uh, Harry Houdini, wasn't it? Yeah, Houdini, who we'll
0: talk about a little bit later, was very much the, uh-uh, this shit ain't real guy who, because he <laughs> he all, he knew about. He knew doing, you know, sleight of hand and doing all these things. So his mission in life was to prove a lot of these things were wrong. And he
2: did it in spades. Isn't it funny how magicians are like the unsung heroes of skepticism?
0: Look at Penn and Teller.
2: Penn and Teller, the amazing Randy. Like- yeah. He's like the king of it.
0: (laughs) My my father who left at three and never showed back up. It was an amazing trick. That's a lie. My dad was awesome. (laughs) 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 Oh, he went for cigarettes and disappeared. No. Uh, (laughs) So this week we're focusing. We're going to talk a little bit about a lot of those people. We're focusing specifically on three sisters. Leah, Margaret, Margarita, or uh, she went by Maggie and Catherine or Kate, the Fox sisters from New York. And uh, they're the subject because they were integral in the laying the groundwork, you could kind of say, for what would become spiritualism. And uh, for those playing along at home, if you're not familiar with spiritualism, it's a religious movement. That's important. They called a religious movement based on the belief (laughs) that the spirits of the dead exist and have both the ability and the inclination
2: to communicate (laughs) with the living.
0: I got to think shit gets boring and you're just like, let's mess with living. Let's talk to them. Let's get some shit going.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You got all eternity. Right. Right. Like, uh, you know, before I'm too out of touch,
0: <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not to the, I'm Brittany bitch ghosts out there. Like they say.
2: Uh, so yeah, we're, these are the old, uh, Victorian era.
0: Have you guys talked a lot about spiritualism on,
2: on blurry photos? Oh, we, I've, I've talked a lot on blurry photos about spiritualism. <laughs> some. <laughs> yeah. It's such an interesting
0: and overlapping topic. That was so in vogue a hundred plus years
2: ago. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of still is in, in some nooks and crannies.
0: Well, turn on any travel slash history <laughs> channel and you'd
2: swear that uh, it's alive and well and kicking. Well, the funny thing about spiritualism is it kind of ebbs and flows. Right. And, yeah. You know, there are patterns you can recognize. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, it's it's very interesting how it it burst busted onto the scene. It kind of drew back a little bit and then it came back in a big way. And then it kind of like I, I feel like it might have um really gotten into the counterculture movement in the sixties. Free love, it's it's in there with new age bullshit and it's just like rolling around in a in a hot, sweaty, naked mess with <sighs> no, David. all these Isms.
0: I hate to interrupt, but I heard you say bullshit, and obviously you're not an indigo child, and your chakras are out of line if you're going to use that kind of terminology.
2: It's it's because I'm jealous, okay? <laughs> I'm a big enough man to admit that, <laughs> that I'm not an indigo child. <laughs> but my <Okay>? son is. <laughs> and you just breached your contract with me, yes, by the son way. son of a... Uh, and on. we're out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah so this story like we said uh, I kind of alluded to in the beginning it starts with rapping
1: sweet Kyle drop a beat
0: again no <laughs> that is things don't tapping on tables on floors shit like that don't stop the beat
1: it <laughs> been a lot cooler if they were spitting bars i
0: agree but sadly they weren't that's not exactly where we're going See, uh, the two younger sisters use rappings, tappings to convince their older sister at first and others that they were communicating with spirits. Now, I say convinced they would talk to spirits. They would be like, OK, give us a tapping sound in one if yes or two if no things like that. And you would hear a or a or a if they were really funky shit like that. That old chestnut, right? Yeah, yeah. The older sister then took charge of them and was like, we can make money of this and manage their careers because money became a thing that it was worth. And boom, they enjoyed success as mediums for many, many, many years. That's kind of the short and sweet story of this. They talked to ghosts. They heard a rap tap tapping, and uh, it went from there.
2: An entrepreneurial story for the ages.
0: Yes, I can make some money.
2: (laughs) Tell us about the early years a little bit, David. Well, way back in the year 18 and 48, and you have to remember something, that color hadn't been invented yet. Yeah, this so was still, was still black, black and white.
0: And I actually, I didn't know if this was true. I checked all the photos. It's true. They were all in black yeah. and white.
2: Look at the photos, man. <laughs>
0: uh, Dude, yo, all I'm saying, look into it. Just do your own research.
2: Look <laughs> just into do it. do your research. Just do <laughs> your own. Uh, So enter two younger sisters, Catherine or Kate, age 11, and Margareta or Maggie. Uh, they would have called her... Uh, large Marge, but she was quite small. <laughs> Margareta,
0: for some reason, is a hard name for me to say. I want to say like Marguerite or Margaret,
2: yeah. Margarita, uh,
0: Margaretta,
2: Margaretta, Um So, small Marge, uh, <laughs> AKA Maggie, age 14. They were living in a house in Hydesville, New York, with their parents, John and Margaret, not mm. confusing at all. Who were Methodists?
0: That's an important part of this story. Yeah, it was a little funky,
2: up. yeah. John and Margaret uh, were um, pretty busy. Uh, they had uh, seven total kids.
0: Well, really, um, you got to remember back in the day, getting busy was kind of the only that or making candles is the only shit you <laughs> had to
2: do. Yeah, um, w- wax fetishes hadn't been invented yet. Because <laughs> oops, <laughs> it was just too too Um <laughs> So anyway, yeah, and and by the way, you know, you have that many kids because it's kind of a lottery, uh, who, right. who does and doesn't get dysentery or what,
0: what yeah. Yeah, their first kid died as an infant. Cholera. And then <laughs> right. Then they had a whole bunch of kids. And then the last two, and this is I you said their methods, and this point is kind of important. The last two were born years later because John Fox was an alcoholic so bad. That he left the family or was kicked out, depending on who you ask, in 1920, but then came back, or 1920, 1820, came back in the 1830s as a reformed man and now a devout Methodist. Wow. And bouncing about, bow,
2: they got busy and had two more kids. Yeah. <laughs> An entrepreneurial story for the ages.
0: That seems kind of like kind of crazy at the time that he left the family or that she was able to, to you didn't hear about that a lot at the time. Yeah you just kind of, of stayed church. together I mean, that's a decade yeah yeah
2: um, but uh yeah anyways they they threw a bunch of kids at the wall see see who stuck um and they they grew up in the church and they were already you know subjected to thoughts of spirits god angels the devil etc <laughs> yeah and
0: really ugh, that was your entertainment your religion your your social cues, you know, you were, mm-hmm. the church was uh, at, at that time, kind of like the center of the towns, so to speak.
2: Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's the community center. Don't
0: talk says. to that. Such and such girl. She's a Baptist. <gasps> oh, oh, fucking a yeah, Methodist pricks. You know, one of those, you know, the, it, it's, it's such an interesting, and then the Catholics came in and they just <laughs> spread their guilt
2: all over everything. And <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess today, uh, Hydesville, the town, is no longer in existence, huh?
0: Boo. Yeah. Yeah. It was a part of the township of Arcadia in Wayne County, New York. Any of you are are from there. It's outside of uh, Newark, what would be Newark right now. So that's kind of the area. (laughs) Newark. Uh, Oh, well. And like so many other stories we cover on this show, the house had a reputation
1: for being haunted. Find a house in the 1800s without those claims. (laughs) I'll wait.
0: That's pretty on the nose, actually. Like, every house... Well, and also on the grounds there, you, people just died all the time. Like you said, how many of them got dysentery or not dysentery <laughs> and shit like that. Speaking of these houses, so late of uh, 1848, March, the family began to be frightened, they said, by unexplained sounds. At times, sounding like knocking, and other times, sounding like furniture moving. Now, mm. we've heard this before, right, in a lot of stories. That's kind of the go-to, knocks and furniture movings and shit like uh-huh. that. Yeah, It seems like every ghost, it's there when they're learning their way. They start <laughs> by knocking and moving some shit. Yeah, the, the geist is a little poultry right now in this one. <laughs> I'm just, I'm getting my legs. I'm getting my sea legs under me, figuring it out. So during the night of March 31st, Kate challenged the invisible noisemaker Presumed to be a spirit, they say, to repeat the Come snaps. It, yeah, yeah, yo, yo, bro. To repeat the snaps of his fingers, and it did. So she's like, do this. And they hear in the distance like, oh shit, it's the devil. <laughs> and then
2: there's whistling, and all yeah. of a sudden, uh street gangs start yeah. dancing.
0: <laughs> I'm a jet. I'm a shark. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> So there be ghosts. There is what we're getting at, and they did what you always did at that time. The neighbors were called in because that's the only answer to shit back
2: then. Yeah, get the neighbors. This is a uh, science. This is how they did science back then. Hey, can you come verify this for me? Sure. Yeah.
0: And uh, over the course of the next few days, they developed a code, the family, the neighbors, and all this, where the raps would signify yes or no. Thank God, during that entire time, the ghosts were listening, learning, and taking notes. They figured out a way to respond to questions and to indicate letters of the alphabet so they could spell out things. Mm. Now, also... Not one, you know, the spirit, not one to be ca- wanting to be called it forever. The girls started addressing it as a Mr. Splithoof. Fuck that. What's Mr. Splithoof another name for? The devil.
2: <laughs> yeah, the fucking devil, man. Like, the seriously. The father of lies. The master of shadows. Ugh, time the to fucking
0: move. One. Time to move when my my daughters are talking to someone. Who is it? Just the devil. Not a demon, no—the devil. Great
2: housemate, <laughs> think of the parties.
0: <laughs> Slightly less scary was when they later the alleged entity uh, creating the sounds claimed to be a spirit of a peddler, not the devil himself, named Charles B. Rosna, who had been murdered five years earlier and buried in the cellar of the house. Yeah. It's always nice when you tell him your proper name and lead him to your body if you're murdered.
2: So they just knew there was a body in the cellar?
0: Well, it's the 1800s, so everyone kind of had dead bodies in the cellar. <laughs> uh, so no one really wanted to to figure it out. Now, what they did do, though, is they, they called the neighbors over and they started digging in the cellar. And they found what they said looked like bone fragments. So they're like, well, there has to be a body here. But it's the 1800s. You're in the cellar. You've got animals everywhere. Would it surprise you to dig up bone fragments? And I'm sure that they didn't look into it and go like, Oh, we gotta do DNA evidence to prove this is human.
2: Yeah, was small marge an expert in phrenology in <laughs> or something?
0: Right. <laughs> The the bumps on this head say that he was an asshole. Uh, Now, that comes from Arthur Conan Doyle. He claims that the neighbors dug up the cellar and found pieces of bone. So they're like, oh, that's it. Now, that said, no missing person named Charles B. Rosna, R-O-S-N-A, was ever identified or even been said to be missing. And guess what? How much science did they do other than his? Like I said, zero. So who knows? What?
2: What? what? No, they did like 80%. They had the neighbors come over. (laughs) That's human. percent science in the 1800s.
0: Gary, he could always taste human bone.
2: <laughs> That's human. Nothing.
0: Boom. The whole family, the whole neighborhood, everyone has looked into this. You got bona fide fucking mediums in the public eye because they've brought them in to see it. Break time. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the Fox sisters took their rightful throne for a while as kind of the spirit medium Game of Thrones. They're sitting on the throne almost. That's coming up next after the break on Hysteria 51. (laughs) Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school? Or whenever you did it, you did it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it It immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through.
2: Uh, I definitely use it. I I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun of me
0: because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now.
2: Uh, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That
0: is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you, If <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off
2: that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off, unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Mm, mm, mm,
1: mm, 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 mm,
0: mm. Tap three times if you're horny. (laughs) Why isn't it tapping? (laughs) Time to make a living. These girls realize that they got something going for them.
2: Yeah. um, Small Marge
0: had graduated to
2: (laughs) medium Marge. (laughs)
0: I see what you did there. And I like it. <laughs> uh, th- th- they did not start spiritualism. I know we're saying they were kind of like, you know, these figureheads in it. They didn't start it. But their role was integral to its spread and popularity because they were so popular for a time.
2: Would you say they are the Tesla, uh, the Elon Musk's of uh, spiritualism? Mm. They, the electric they... cars were around before Tesla. But Tesla really has popularized
0: yeah, and a lot of that. What was interesting with them, as we're going to find, is the people that were the figureheads in spiritualism wanted to grift onto them or say uh-huh. to say, like, uh, the I, the Fox sisters are real or I was foretold of them. We'll get into that here in a second. So I think that's a really good way to say it. They might have been the first, but they they were leaders of the pack, you know, so to speak. I did say they didn't start it. People as far back as I'm sure, cave people have been trying to communicate with the dead. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not an unheard of thought. And I'm sure as long as there's been death, there's been a what happened. Skeptics. Even skeptics that don't believe anything are probably scared of the dark at times and don't want to go into a quote unquote haunted house. That's like the grand equalizer. People like, I don't believe
2: in any of this shit. Great. Go stay in that house. Go fuck yourself, man. Just because I don't believe doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Check out the, uh, the witch of indoor. Uh, it is not an Ewok, um, (laughs) but it is, uh, in the Bible and the King Saul talks to the witch, um, to get you know, who who talks to the dead, mm-hmm. you know, for um, prophecy and it's explicitly forbidden in the Bible.
0: Yeah, you're right. The startling thing with the Fox sisters and the fact that spiritualism grabbed hold in the 1800s is something that we kind of mentioned earlier. It was kind of seen as an act of rebellion against religion. Like you just said, it's against the Bible. These mm-hmm. girls were brought up Methodists, yet their family, their friends, everyone around was like, oh, I believe it. Like you just mm-hmm. said, it was against it. Why? Why? Why were so many people latching onto it? Do you think?
2: I there. There's a uh, a couple of little reasons that uh, I think really contributed to this. One, first of all, was the Civil War in America. Mm-hmm. Six hundred thousand yeah. plus, I think, uh, uh, people died, and you've got families, mostly women, you know, who are now single. Um, incredibly, uh, bereft yeah. trying any way they can to get their person back to latch on to
0: anything they can. Yeah, you're right. You're right. To
2: them or whatever. So that's, that was a big one. Um, and then the other thing that I don't think it's mentioned a lot is, um, it was, it was something that women could do and could be good at and so it was sort of empowering for them.
0: You're right, you do see that women a lot of times were the the spearheads, the figureheads in this and men would go to them because it was it was something that um men allowed them and I'm using that term properly, like on purpose, allowed them yeah. to do at the time.
2: Yeah, so um it's there there are uh, these there are these reasons that go into it. And people are also looking for uh, the next big thing. They're they're very into fads and cutting edge stuff at the time, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And and this is when stuff really starts like spiraling or uh, snowballing in terms of technology. You have um, uh, the industrial revolution uh, happening. You've you've got a lot of of newfangled things that suddenly start. Coming into, you know, <laughs> to people, this is kind of in that wave as well.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's a time in not just America, the world where everything's ebbing and flowing and people are trying to grasp to, to find their spot. Industry, everything's growing. <laughs> and, changes, yeah. and people are becoming rich that didn't have money before through things and a lot of times even if you are religious you're looking for ways to entertain yourselves and one of those things was seances and Mm -hmm. We've talked seances before on the show. Hell, you've probably been on. We've talked about them. Uh, you know, I think the Winchester Mystery House, Lisa and I, we we toured that a few years ago. We went and they had their seance stream in there. We talked about it, uh, specifically that answer, Arthur Conan Doyle, when we did our ectoplasm show on here and and Houdini and, and trying to disprove ectoplasm. And uh, it's probably, I'm sure, how Seaborg created Kyle, probably some sort of seance
1: cheese muffins.
2: But uh, it's a—he he just spat him up. <laughs> <in butter. laughs> oh man, what what did I eat? Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a meeting at which people attempt to make contact with the dead, especially through the agency. Of a medium. So when seances became popular, uh, all of a sudden there's a job opening for a lot of people. And that was just what the Fox sisters proclaimed to be. And also outside of just that, you're talking about all the changes, Gothic art books about Gothic and and dark things were really hot at the time. And mediums were all the party rage with the well to do in a society. Like you're going to have a party. Guess what? You're going to have a medium there. They're going to do seances. And Mm People were jockeying to be the the quote-unquote figureheads of the movement, whether they realized it or not, because, uh, I mean, let's say they were 100% real. There was still a dollar to be made, and so that's the way to do it. Tell us about some of the players in the game, other than just the Fox sisters.
2: You may have heard of uh, one dude in there. If not, you've heard of the the word he inspired by his name. It's a uh, German physician, Franz Mesmer. Nope, doesn't uh, ring a bell. Franz, no. no. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we can hypnotize you. Two. Ooh, ooh, oh, uh, okay, uh, sure well, okay, yeah. Uh, who thought everything, uh, including us, was controlled by a magnetic fluid. He hated the COVID vaccine. <laughs> um, he, would, he would, now, wait for it, Brent. hmm <clears throat> Franz Mesmer would.
0: I'm ready. Mesmerize. Oh. His patience by waving his hands
2: over their bodies, and that let him rebalance their magnetic fields. It. it he kind of sounds like either a precursor or, or a co-runner of uh, Reiki.
0: Right, right. Like their chakras were out of line, but it was because of their magnetic fluid. The f- now, magnetic fluid that we can't see, but it binds us all together.
2: Untestable unattainable but it's there those
0: are my um, favorite sciences
2: <laughs> some of these mesmerized people now they they said they could uh see spirits or they could talk to them
0: Whoa! Oh, yahtzee baby hell yeah yeah and,
2: oh yeah yeah you can guess how people uh thought of that they they loved it yeah they ended up <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Um, <laughs> they were called mesmerists yeah uh, the the people who i guess um took his technique and uh uh, begin in, uh, implementing it themselves, right? Yeah,
0: and they really hunk on to, or really glommed onto that whole talk to spirits part. Some uh, a couple of people are like, "Oh, when you were doing this to me, I could hear spirits." And people go, mm-hmm, "Here we go." <laughs> I almost think he was almost like a. I mean, he was doing his own thing, but that was just. Uh, I don't know if he meant for it to go that
2: way, but people really took that aspect of it and ran with it. They really did. It it spread all across the U.S. um, Mm -hmm. And then you get the Swedish mystic Emmanuel Swedenborg.
0: (laughs) You don't say he's Swedish named Swedenborg.
2: (laughs) David (laughs) America bot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like... Uh, I'm Brent American Mountain. Um, so
0: that was my nickname, the American mountain,
2: but, uh, (laughs) I am a real American mountain. This cat believed in an afterlife full of road stops and attractions. Everyone needs a fun filled afterlife. Yeah. Just, um, virgins or streets paved with gold or everybody you love in life. That's not enough, man. You need... Three heavens, three hells, and one purgatory—that is oh so like Earth, but with really noisy ice machines right
0: there <laughs> Literally, though, they did say, "Yeah, the three heavens, three hells, and purgatory was just kind of Earth."
2: Purgatory is like the back seat in an airplane, right next to the bathroom. Back seat, middle on the hump. Like you can't sleep because people are going and standing there and farting right <laughs> beside you. <laughs> sorry, you, I'm you, really yeah, sorry. Doors slamming. The the. Flight attendants are right there anyway. Uh, <laughs> but Swedenborg said he could communicate with spirits in all those places and on all planes of existence.
0: That's a fucking resume builder right there. I don't know Even if you know this other. or not. There are three heavens, three hells. I got a fucking phone line to all of them
2: and another oh, earth. I call it purgatory. <laughs> yeah. So not to be outdone, the American American mountain seer <laughs> Andrew Jackson Davis.
0: That's a name he's that probably out. a lot of people have heard before. You might not know who he is, but he's one of those name among names in this whole world of spiritualism. Well,
2: I feel like this guy's like the Confederacy's wet dream. <laughs> like that with, with, with that name, good grief! <laughs> that's um, Colonel
0: Andrew Jackson Davis. That's
2: right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he combined uh, mesmer's teachings and Swedenborg's, even saying Swedenborg's spirit was in contact with him when he was mesmerized.
1: Prove him wrong.
2: <laughs> exactly. I, I cannot. <laughs> I I sure cannot.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's
0: what <laughs> a hell. Of a, hey, I guys. You guys don't know this, but that guy that died. He's now told me that I'm in charge. <laughs> I was mesmerized at yeah, the time.
2: I, I am Captain uh, Spiritualism. Because Look at of me. These guys Look at me. Combined.
0: I'm Mesmer now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like mind, heart, with your powers combined. <laughs> I'm Go really late. Captain Spiritualism. Yeah, he was
0: known as the John Baptist of modern spiritualism. <laughs> People were really into this guy. And that last guy, you know the the, the <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Andrew Jackson Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's important in the popularity of the Fox sisters because he himself invited them to New York city where he was at to demonstrate their abilities.
2: New York city. <laughs> Get a
0: rope. They <laughs> did. He believed them. And now they were cooking. And then on top of that, also he always kept a journal and that night way back when, when they had their first rap tap tappings, he said that he wrote in his journal, A breath came over his face that evening and told him that I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember how pretty much uh, shit's a stir and someone news coming up and you got to believe in them. He had said that he'd written about them just so happened to coincide with the exact moment that they had their first experience because, you know, reasons. Uh, And so he believed in them and then all it took was him saying these girls are legit and boom, they're cooking by 1850 they had a parlor in the Barnum Hotel in New York City and did readings there and that's a readings a plenty.
2: Yeah, that, that it's pretty amazing though, right? Like that's that's getting the Vegas gig.
0: Yeah, like literally at the time that's 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 spiritualism 101 or um, spiritualism ground zero, I mean to say it was New York City Ooh. at the time. Yikes, Brent, too soon. <laughs> Barnum Hotel 10 a.m., 5 p.m., 8 p.m. every day, you could be a part of one of their their um so you could either a couple of things, you could pay for it or you could be invited. You still have to pay. Um one dollar. <laughs> hey, you want
2: to come give me a dollar, I'll talk to your dead aunt.
0: One dollar. I looked that up. That was thirty-five dollars and forty six cents in today's money. That's a lot of fucking Each. money.
2: Yeah, that, every That's person. a pretty good ticket.
0: So it is not cheap. Uh, for, you know, and it really was a rich person's game. They were also doing private ones, but, but that was the, the group sessions. And it really was a rich person's
1: game. All the best games are like polo or hunting humans for sport, <laughs> man. What,
2: what would it be cool to just try polo or like, hunt humans
0: for sport? I mean, I'm with you on both of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I like that I said wouldn't it be cool to try a polo and you like, and you heard yes I would like to hunt humans <laughs>
0: Man I tell you what I I can barely swing a mallet or ride a horse so you put them together
2: <laughs> That's uh, I, be
0: fun I would be the first person to somehow kill the horse
2: with a mallet oh, How many times does that probably happen though or right You
0: smack him in the head on an accident you, yeah yeah
2: you know it uh, or Horses or one of the other or break a leg
0: or something yeah yeah
2: Jeez so polo. Anyway. The poors are musing about mm-hmm. Polo.
0: Release one of them. We'll hunt them. <laughs> um, they were available, like I said, for private uh, meetings at a higher fee, and there was no shortage of people willing to pay. The, the well-to-do of the New York scene were all there, and some people of note, editors of, of magazines, all the New York newspapers, they were all coming there. These huge moguls, politicians, they all were coming in and doing this, and these people believe what they saw and in turn gave them sound endorsements.
2: And they tell two friends, and they tell their friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. You know how these things go. That
0: is exactly right, Wayne. And uh, (laughs) they look at that and they go, fucking A, David, it is time to go on tour because we can make some scratch. Mm. They took the show on the road. Well, I say they. Maggie and Kate did at least. Leah stayed behind and continued doing private shows close to home in New York City because she, yeah, she's like, I can make fucking bank and I ain't got to share it with you two skags. <laughs> fucking A.
2: <laughs> Diversify.
0: And this literally led to spiritualism becoming the talk of the town, so to speak, and a subject of tons of scrutiny and controversy because as soon as you start taking something and taking the show on the road, getting in front of more people, mm. that means more prying eyes to say, mm, <laughs> I don't know if I believe this and they're um, they're also their work brought forth. A lot of others doing the same thing and claiming similar powers. Some of them were on the up and up as far as saying it was real and some were so bad that they were like, you know, not knocking on shit and doing stuff, and people are call- calling them out on it. And so it was kind of giving them a bad name and a good name at the same time. Why do you think, like we said this before, but like, why do you think when it went out to like the middle part of the nation is when that happened more? Because that seems to be more of a, um, cause they were touring like Cleveland and St. Louis and, you know, Chicago. And if it plays in Peoria, you think that's when like, like more of the religious people took umbrage with it, so to speak.
2: You're you're asking if if uh, religious uh, people were like this is the work of the devil. Yeah, said. yeah. I mean, there was plenty of that. Um, I don't, I don't know if if stuff was quite as. <laughs> Let me stop myself. <laughs> stop real quick. putting me on
0: fucking.
2: No, th- <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if we were that um, split as a country during the Civil War. <laughs> right <laughs> right. It was right. after this right yeah still yeah. a lot of tensions a lot of high stuff but anyways um the point being that uh the the religious folk surely didn't uh didn't take to it too well but there was also the thought that if people are in heaven and they're they're wanting to communicate with us this is a way to do that mm-hmm. and so as long as they're not uh prophesying or predicting the future or doing any kind of um kind of witchcraft or or things that um defied god if they were just saying hey i love you i miss you are you okay you know i think religious people let it slide a little bit yeah. because the the desire to communicate with the dead was a little bit um deeper than the desire to be faithful to well, that's tr- Jesus the Christ.
0: Yeah, th- that's true. And also if you look into a lot of these people that were on tour, they were doing these things, they also said that they were devout Christians and they would go to church and they would say how I'm this is just something that I, I didn't ask for this. It's almost divine. And yeah, God gave me
2: this gift. Right. Why right, not use it? Yeah. Right,
0: right. And this went on for a very long time until that sort of started waning down, and more people were skeptical and skeptical and skeptical until one of them decided to come out and say, mm, maybe we haven't been on the up and up. We're gonna go to break. When we come back, it's confession time. That's coming up next on Hysteria of 51. That is not the button I meant to hit.
2: <laughs> I <like it> <laughs>
0: Oh, man, I tell you, no matter how good of a ride is and how long spiritualism is going on, shit starts to unravel, at least for the Fox sisters. I want to say this. No explicit fraud was ever found. No one ever for the Fox sisters was able to say that uh, they were faking. They, they, they caught them doing something um, that was wrong or anything like that, even though people tried. Skepticism was everywhere. Skeptics were abounded for them, but no one was ever able to come out and say, no, you can't do that. Or you, you were doing things wrong. Then some other people involved in it came forward and said, let's pump our brakes a little bit. Kind of early on in 50, 1851, one Miss Norman Culver, a relative of the Fox family, admitted in a signed statement that she had assisted them during their seances by touching them to indicate where the wraps should be made. She also claimed that Kate and Maggie revealed to her the method of producing the wraps by snapping their toes and using their, te- their knees and ankles. Now, I was thinking about that. I can actually pop my big toe. I okay. barely have to move it, and it sounds like I'm snapping a knuckle. Wow. Um, hold on. I don't know if you can hear it. It's probably not, but I can do it barely. Now, if I didn't have shoes on, I bet if I did it all the time, I could get it very loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. But uh, now this crazy. is when this is Mrs. Uh, Norman Culver, jealous family member or person feeling guilty. You can kind of, you know, play it off either way. But then shit really hits a fan when Maggie comes out and agrees and, that it was all fake the entire oh, no. time. Me yeah. and Maggie. So in the oh-so-sexy year of 1888, she confessed that the wrappings had been a hoax and publicly demonstrated their method. Bitch. <laughs> I guess he was trying to get make money off it. Um, yeah, she literally came out and said, this is how we did it, and showed how they did the, 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 the made the sounds uh, for everyone to see. Remember those bumps in the floor from when they were a kid? Well, she explained those.
2: Uh, What'd she say about that? This is great. Uh, She said, when we went to bed at night, we used to tie an apple to a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor. Or we would drop the apple on the floor, making a strange noise every time it would rebound. Mother listened to this for a time. She would not understand it and did not suspect us as being capable of a trick because we were so young. (laughs) It's funny
0: how you're right. Like, you do that and the mom is immediately like, "Welp, what would make the most sense? Ghosts.
2: (laughs) Not my dumb daughters.
0: Remember that we talked about bringing in the neighbors, too. What did she say about that?
2: Back to Small Marge said... (laughs) The neighbors were so convinced that someone had been murdered in the house. They asked the spirits through us about it, and we would rap one for the spirit answer yes, not three as we did afterward. The murder, they concluded, must have been committed in the house. They went over the whole surrounding country, trying to get the names of people who had formerly lived in the house. Finally, they found a man by the name of Bell, and they said that this poor, innocent man had committed a murder in the house (laughs) and that the noises had come from the spirit of the murdered person. Poor Bell was shunned and looked upon by the whole community as a murderer.
0: Fun! That they came out 30 years later and said, Oops, he's actually an innocent bystander. Man, (laughs) What a fucking terrible thing. We got a few more quotes because she really went into this. She even expanded on her career as a medium after leaving the homestead to begin her spiritual travelers with her older sister. What'd she say?
2: Mrs. Underhill, my eldest sister, took Katie and me to Rochester. There it was that we discovered a new way to make the wraps. My (laughs) sister Katie was the first to observe that by swishing her fingers she could produce certain noises with her knuckles and joints that the same effect could be made with the toes. Finding that we could make wraps with our feet, first with one foot and then with both, we practiced until we could do this easily when the room was dark. Otherwise, we had to really stare at our toes to make them click. (laughs) Like most perplexing things when made clear, it is astonishing how easily it's done. <laughs> the <laughs> wrapping is simply the result of perfect control of the muscles of the leg below the knee, which govern the tendons of the foot and allow the action of the toe and ankle bones that are not commonly known.
0: You didn't know you are going to go fucking anatomy lesson in
2: this one. Yeah, Gray's anatomy, more like Fox's anatomy. Beep. Such (laughs) perfect control is only possible when the child is taken at an early age and carefully and continually taught to practice the muscles which grow stiffer in later years. This, then, is the simple explanation of the whole method of the knocks and ramps.
0: Man, and, and she now remember she said that they did this stuff.
2: She also showed and demonstrated all of it. A great many people, when they hear the rapping, imagine at once that the spirits are touching them. It's a very common delusion because they're stupid. Some very wealthy people came to see me some years ago when I lived in 42nd Street and I did some rappings for them. I made the spirit rap on the chair and one of the ladies cried out, I feel the spirit tapping me on the shoulder. Of course, that was pure imagination. That is
0: fucking just... Yes, I believe that you people want to believe. So why not? You know, and she's literally coming on saying these things. And you even know at the time, probably other people like nope. Well, (laughs) talking about the nope, one person we talked about on the show and earlier was uh, calling out spiritualists as being the fakers that he saw them being. And now we're finding out these ones were was Harry Houdini. He provided his insight. What did he have to say? Let's hear your Harry Houdini.
2: (laughs) As to the delusion of sound, sound waves are deflected just as light waves are, reflected by the intervention of a proper medium, and under certain conditions it is a difficult thing to locate their source. Stuart Cumberland told me that an interesting test to prove the inability of a blindfolded person to trace the sound of its source. It is exceedingly simple, merely clicking two coins over the head of the blindfolded person.
0: Now, not to be outdone, Maggie attempted to recant her confession the next year because she ran out of money, <laughs> but her Yikes. reputation was ruined, and she she was broke as she had money, so she pretended that she had lied, had been put up to it, and no one wanted to come see her anymore, or at least not very many. Uh, not to be outdone, though, by just being shamed in the public eye, in less than five years, they were all dead pretty Yikes. much uh, uh well Maggie and and Kate died in poverty and uh just because they had been shunned by everyone because it came out that they'd been they'd been falsifying and faking this stuff uh, but there's no need to fear despite their confession it was all fake guess what the spiritualism movement continued to grow in popularity even though the sisters make strong statements against it we got two more quick little quotes from them
2: Feel free, sir <laughs> this is this is a uh, small margin again, yeah, that I have been chiefly instrumental in perpetrating the fraud of spiritualism upon a too confiding public uh, in other words, idiots <laughs> most of you doubtless know the greatest sorrow in my life has been that this is true, and though it has come late in my day, I am now prepared to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God, I am on the stand. I am here tonight as one of the founders of spiritualism to denounce it as an absolute falsehood from beginning to end, as the flimsiest of superstitions, the most wicked blasphemy known to the world.
0: Yeah, so that's actually a quote from uh, The Death Blow to Spiritualism, as the book, by uh, A.B. Davenport. That's a hell of a fucking statement. Yeah. Kate actually uh, went on to say something kind of similar. What'd she say? i regard spiritualism as one of the greatest curses that the world's ever known. <laughs> that was October 9th of 1888. She told the New York Herald that. <laughs> fucking A, man. For, for making such a life in it, it, that's a bold turnaround to just go, we've been lying the entire fucking time. Don't you think when you've gone that long, you just go, Yeah, we're just going to fucking ride this
2: wave out? I, I mean, you would think... Um... I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe them, or you know. Well, maybe it was like a, a guilt thing. Like they, they started, you know, creeping in with the feelings that they were deceiving people, and it could be something where there are there are, like I said, grieving families who come to them for this, and you know, they're just crying and and like thank you thank you i you know i would have killed myself if i hadn't uh heard my my father talking to me yes. you know, it was like <sighs> knows what like, yeah it probably wouldn't take much if if you hear that every day day in and day out to mm-hmm. be like gosh this feels real dirty
0: <laughs> right I, I i think that's <laughs> an understatement you know and and maybe <laughs> over time you just have had enough is that one way to put it i think maybe you know i don't know let's forget the fox sisters for a minute um I think Kate was my favorite. Yeah, I adored <laughs> spiritualism as one of the greatest curses that the world's ever known.
2: It's a real shame she wasn't named uh, Marge. <laughs> she, she was a she was a big girl.
0: Uh-huh. Um, let's forget them. Let's just look at f- spiritualism and the dead. How much stock do you put into this? Do you put any in, any into it at all? As far as it being your over and under and un, un, any of it being real?
2: No, no. I it, it's not at all. I mean, not not connected to this for sure
0: yeah so you're not saying not saying like ghosts and stuff but this whole spiritualism and that whole movement was just up
2: oh yeah yeah oh yeah well grifters man that's that's the way i look at it the what grifters grifters exactly i mean it's the fact that it's all reproducible it just blows it out of the water yeah and you you saw other people uh,
0: Spiritualism kind of went by the wayside for a long time, but then you had people, it wasn't even that long ago in the 1900s, people were like producing diamonds out of their eyes and gold foil on their skin and stuff like that. I was watching uh, Unsolved Mysteries and they were showing these people, and then they had magicians, of course, redoing it and being like, this is how I would do it. And they're showing, mm-hmm. they're, they're producing it exactly or almost better. Uh, then the people were doing it, and they're just like, people, though, want to believe. And sometimes that's okay. If it makes you feel better, who am I to tell you that you're wrong? But I'll that's- still tell you that you're wrong.
2: <laughs> that's probably my problem. And that's that's the uh, argument to be made about any of this stuff. When someone needs some kind of comfort or therapy or something like that, it's best to go to someone who's trained professionally Mm -hmm. to handle that and to, to help you through that.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. You can reach me at one nine (laughs) hundred. No,
2: no, no, that is not what we're talking about. (laughs) But this is, this is probably a cheaper alternative and people are wanting to believe stuff like this more so than wanting to face or deal with reality. And this one provided um, a lot of therapy to people who who needed some kind of comfort. Now, you know, wh- re- that's not uh, mentioning anything about the ethics or morality of this. One um, dollar, but one dollar, you one dollar for a dollar. I'll <laughs> I'll comfort you. Um yeah. <laughs> the uh, you, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Think about when this came back, twenties. What had just happened? Well there was a pretty big scuffle
1: <laughs>
2: over in Europe. You may have heard about this when a lot of people died. People were looking for answers and comfort and something to um to fill that void that was lost by a loved one going off to war and dying in its own way. It's some kind of weird therapy, but yeah. you just gotta you gotta kind of balance that with. The ethics and the reality of the situation, it'd be much more productive to confront reality, but it's also much harder to.
0: Right. And I think we need to look at the legacy a little bit. You know, things change over time. We're in another time where the thought of communicating with the dead in one way or another is a thing. And I'm not saying I believe in in spirits and stuff like that. I'm also religious, but always remember who you're talking to. And that goes for anything. You could be going and get new tires. <laughs> Remember who you're talking to and don't take everything at face value. Um, there's a healthy amount of skepticism in life that can help you uh,
2: go about your daily business.
0: Uh, always
2: have that on tap. Yeah. Yeah. In, in order to maintain any kind of sanity or way of life. You, you you've got to you got to keep your head on a swivel
0: but what the fuck do we know we're just two guys True. talking into mics tell us we're wrong tell us we're right all you guys got to do is hop on facebook search hysteria nation that's our facebook discussion group we're gonna have it tell us have you ever had any dealings with spiritualism do you believe in it we're the fox sisters coerced into lying later in life and you believe all of it tell us that we're wrong or right or whatever you want to hear and your favorite ghost show now if there's one out there that you like. Also or you're hopping on Facebook, look up facebook.com slash hysteria51pod. That's a regular Facebook page. Patreon, patreon.com slash hysteria51. Up all night's mad blurry hysterias. You hear this gentleman's voice uh, monthly, a couple times a month on there, talking about nonsense. Uh, Thank you, sir. Uh, uh, Lots of stuff. John rapping, not. Not tapping on things, but actually rapping. Uh, voicemail 773 669 7277. Again, seven seven 7277. We're gonna have as soon as John's back another voicemail centric episode very soon. If you forget any of this stuff, you can go to hysteria 51.com, But more importantly, blurry photos <laughs> and quiz quiz bang bang and all hey. sorts of other things. Uh the uh Dime bag sellers of the Insel Borrego or whatever the hell you're you're
2: working on out there. Tell us about what all you got going on. Sure thing. Blurryphotos.org. Find um two hundred um plus regular episodes plus a hundred or so wild, weird other episodes. Um I put this one under other <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised how many fall under that category but um yeah same places as uh, you can find brent at uh twitter facebook patreon all that good stuff quizbangpod.com if you like trivia and want to practice for uh trivia pub pub nights uh or uh if you're trying out for jeopardy or an
0: upcoming new show i just saw uh, trivial pursuit is getting its own uh tv oh, yeah. show guess who's yeah, gonna be the definitely.
2: host uh, Jordy LaForge. That's himself. right.
0: That is right.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, if you if you like just uh, learning some new stuff, fun facts and uh, questions, or hearing some people go up against each other in a competition, like Brent did, mm-hmm. um, I lost spectacularly. <laughs> you can uh, you can check out Quiz Quiz Bang Bang on all the podcatchers and stuff too, uh, and yeah, Brent, uh, we. We're still uh, forging ahead with Shadows in the Desert, the uh, documentary about the weird stuff happening in the Borrego Triangle, Southern California. I don't and know if
0: you know this or not, but you guys started that just as a, uh, there was a pandemic. So that was fun for you, I'm yep. sure.
2: Yep. So that's why it's uh, going on two years now that we're trying to put this together. but Fully funded, are- but you can't come here. <laughs>
0: like, you can't come here. Yay.
2: We're, um, we're going to have a teaser soon so we're excited about that. We're still, we're our editor is working. Our animator is working. And, uh, Derek and I are, are trying to, uh, catch the literary bug so we can write up some nice stuff for voiceover. So everything's working. It's in post-production right now. Everything's going great. And look for a teaser for that, uh, sooner than later. Very, very, very cool.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I'll have links to all that jazz in the show notes and, uh, I have links to uh, the Fox sisters in case you want to read up on them and all that stuff. And that's been our thoughts on, uh, well, probably everything that they think we were wrong about. <laughs> no. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been Conspiracy
1: Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long.
2: That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it?